Welcome to another episode of The Massburgers. Hello. Uh, for those of you that are listening to this now and haven't listened to this on the Monday afternoon when it goes up, uh, like I said, I post it everywhere that why it's late. I put technical difficulties, the technical difficulty being technically Scarlett can't really talk at the moment. Uh, she's been a bit ill. Say something so people can hear. I've been a bit ill. Yeah, so we've been trying to put off doing the episode until a voice came back. It's not coming back, so we uh, it'll be back by next week. But we just figured we'd have to just go ahead and do this. Otherwise, we this might not have gone up till like midweek, end of the week. Yeah, we don't know when it's going to come back properly. Uh, I did contemplate doing an episode all me, uh, because let's face it, that's the best part. <laughs> True. <laughs> Oh, no, no, you're supposed to say no, you're not supposed uh, to say true. Uh, there's loads of people that are Team Scarlet. I say things that are ridiculous like that, and you're supposed to shoot it down, not just agree. Oh, I like listening to you. Fine. So <laughs> I'll probably talk as much as I can, I suppose, to cover it in, but uh, Scarlet's voice keeps dipping in and out, so we'll see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, I'm sorry in advance if it sounds awful. <laughs> But yeah, nothing new has been going on with us. I think last week when we did the exercise episode, we talked about how we were over in uh, Nottingham. We are back in our normal place at the moment. There's nothing new going on with me, except that I am now back at work. Um, And I'm still discovering the same things everyone else is discovering. I'm still not sure how burgers have jobs. Um, It seems to be a a weird thing for me. I know burgers do have jobs. And there's loads of burgers out there that have got jobs. I'm just one of those burgers that doesn't understand how you can do a job or have a job or go to work. Just because I think the regular day-to-day life is like work enough. Um, But no one's going to pay me to just, you know, go out and do my regular day-to-day stuff. That's the stuff I do for free. Um, But yeah, the the whole work concept and having a job is um, bizarre and... I think I've mentioned before, I think we've done an episode before where I talked about how, for me anyway, my burger seems to be getting more rife as I'm getting older. Yeah. Um, And I think I used to be able to do jobs in the past, no problem. But now, like, the ruminating and, like, obsessive thoughts about work and going to work and having to have a job seems to be getting worse. I think with my age, because I'm 34 now, uh, I do think, like, um, I'm 34 I still hate all this. I still don't want to have a job. Uh, so, like, I do think, like, that's, like, an extra, like, layer to my normal burgering about going to work. Yeah, and um, obviously we've spoken quite a lot about you and your job and the stress that it causes you, um, even when you're not there, uh, even when, obviously, you took a little bit of time off to go to uh, Nottingham but still spoke about work not loads but it still came up and it was still bothering you and sometimes when you're not at work um, like you don't work weekends but I know sometimes on the weekends you f- are still thinking about things that bother you uh, at work and you seem to find it quite difficult like I know that you don't necessarily want to be there but also the concept of Quitting for you is another difficult one. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Um, 
But that's just because I have, I mean, we've mentioned before with work, uh, I've had like a bad track record with interviews and uh, holding down, holding down most jobs I have a problem with keeping. Uh, the job I do now I'm able to hold down because it's a bit more relaxed. But this is the thing, like when I go for jobs that are a bit more like in detail, a bit more intense, a bit more like your job. Um, I can't really hold them down and keep them long enough without, I, I can never get past like the probation period. Um, but then the easy entry level stuff that's not that difficult to do, I can do. Um, but then it stresses me out. So uh, it's weird. I either have to, you know, not do the job well because I have like issues with like concentrating and that kind of thing. Or I can do the job, but the job stresses me out because there's a social level to it that I can't... Um, I can't deal with so yeah I kind of it's kind of like keep a job but have it stress you well or keep changing jobs because you can't stay at one long enough for me well uh, I think with you there's um I know this is a bit of a segue but well a bit of a whatever it's called when you go off topic a tangent yeah it's not a segue <laughs> sorry a tangent but I I thought it might be interesting to mention I know I'm so sorry for how my voice sounds um but you find work quite stressful and particularly with your job and it might be the fact that you've been there for sort of like five years now maybe it's just it's been a while and it's starting to uh, grind on you a bit but then equally you want to leave but I think another thing that causes you stress is the fact that you like we've spoken about you leaving you you've spoken about moving home like back to Nottingham but the prospect of getting a new job for you is also quite stressful and I know you feel anxious about that and like you won't be able to to get another job but I think that causes you another layer of stress because it makes you so you don't like the job you don't think you'll be able to get another job and therefore you've also got this stress of feeling trapped I suppose in the job yeah yeah um makes me wonder how burgers in general do new things yeah um like if they do want to move house or if they do want to change jobs or they do want to go like traveling or something like that there's a lot of people out there on the spectrum that can do that kind of thing but there's a few of us that can't like you think about doing it and you think i'm going to do that but then when it comes to doing it uh you you just can't do it you can't go ahead with it in theory i can think it out and plan it out but i can't do it um and that's the same with a lot of things like there's times where i know what I've got to say to someone so you got to have a conversation with someone that's a bit awkward or a bit difficult and you get it in your head this is what I'm going to say I'm going to say this you know this is what I'm going to do and then you practice it like you get it in your head you go over the conversation over and over again of what you're going to say and then when it comes to saying it you either don't say it at all um, especially if it's something difficult to say and it's not the normal like restricting conversations that you can deal with um you don't say it at all or what you do say is a weird mishmash like not really in the order that you were going to say it it doesn't get the point across like you thought it would um and i think issues with that is uh you know like how you speak to some people and like i I've, i know some neurotypical people that uh can do this thing where they know what the other person's going to say like oh if they say this then you know i'll i'll be ready with that but like as someone on the spectrum, I found that when I practice what I'm going to say to someone, it's one of those things where I try to do it, 
but then I try and picture what they say, but then you're moving into the empathy, sympathy thing where you're trying to guess what yeah. they're going to say. Yeah. But you guess it wrong. So then you're expecting a certain reply from them. And you're always like, if they say that, then I'm going to say this. And then if they say that, I'll reply with this. And then you talk to them and the way they behave is completely different to what you're used to. And it completely just destroys everything you're going to say. Yeah. And then you don't know what to do. Um, that's a bit of a tangent as well, but it kind of moves on to today's topic so just remember what i've just said because i'm going to announce today's topic now because we're kind of covering today's topic but you know inadvertently so i'm going to retroactively now like <laughs> oh too many words name the topic um but the topic this week i wanted to do well i was going to do one on like burger logic so that was like things that we think or that we do that we think make sense but then when you apply it to the nt world um it doesn't really pan out the way you think it was going to um so i was going to do that but then i thought of examples you didn't know what the topic was if i just announced it and then you'd make like what do you reckon it's a hard one yeah so uh, what i've kind of done is i've kind of worked it down to the things you do in the day or the things you do that are different for you um you know when you're at work when you're with family when you're with friends that you do that make you appear different or things that you think will work when you're around people and then because of your burgers it does not go the way it does and like the day doesn't happen but that kind of thing but I I can't figure out like a collective term for that no I get what you mean so yeah it's just that and one of these things is um, when you know you've got to have a confrontation with someone or you've got to say something that's a bit do you mean should I shouldn't I I'm always doing it with you all the time yeah like should I say something about this or I should talk to them about this and then I explain to you what I should say. And then you're like, no, don't do it like that. Because my version is to be quite like dry and like, you know, in there and just like tell them, don't worry yeah. about the way they're going to feel about it. So you'll tell me to not do it that way. Um, so then I kind of like take on board what you're saying. And then when I go to it and say something to them, um, they don't behave in a way that I've practiced. So I can't do it or it doesn't work. And I don't don't get across the thing that I wanted to get across I've mentioned this before it was the same with my um when I went to uni because I did like script writing for film and tv and um I remember I had a problem with that because my stories were okay but my lecturers always moaned that my characters do not behave like regular people do yeah he kept saying it all the time he kept saying your characters don't behave or talk or act like people behave talk and act so I think that's one of the issues we have that makes us appear different around people is that we're incapable of, well, not everyone, but me especially. I'm not very good at like predicting how people are going to react to how I'm going to be. I try and predict it, and I try and think I know what people's reactions are going to be, but I would say nine times out of ten, the way people behave to what I say is not what I was expecting. And uh, I'm, I'm fine with like small talk and, you know, the normal like average everyday chat that's, I suppose just the the basic stuff. You can't go wrong with it. It's really easy. No one's really listening. No one really cares. It's just something you do to fill the time. But like the deep, meaningful stuff or the stuff that's got some sort of purpose in conversation. I found with me that when I have those conversations with people, they always go like really wrong in comparison to everybody else. I'll watch other people conduct themselves in a way that makes sense. And I think, yeah, I can totally do that. And then I don't. It's the same with interviews. You know what I mean? Like we've talked about me practicing interviews with you yeah um and in my head i know what i'm gonna say in an interview 
But then the second I do a practice one, even the practice one, you say stuff that I just think, well, I don't know the answer to that. Why are you asking yeah. that? People wouldn't ask that. Um, but like, because we know each other, I just end up saying to you, don't ask that question. Nobody would ask that question. Yeah. Um, but then obviously when I'm in an interview and the interviewee, interviewer actually asks that, I can't then be like, nobody asked that question. Like, why are you asking that question? So that's one of my ones. My, one of my ones that makes this different is when I have conversations with people, I always overstep the boundaries of what I should and shouldn't say um, or what I can't say. And for everybody else, it seems to be one of those things that people just know instinctively what's appropriate conversation, what's not appropriate conversation, what should be said, how you should react to your superiors. Like the way I react to my superiors at work is uh, is not really that professional. And I talk to them like, if I'm annoyed, I don't... There's always like this weird etiquette of like, you're supposed to, you know, voice your opinions like in a friendly constructive way whereas I'm sort of like I'm annoyed by this you guys this that and the other like I'm quite like I don't know what the word is but I don't know the way to do it and in my head I try and think of like calm like nice ways of going about it and how to do it in a way that's not too aggressive not too abrupt not to cut them in on them while they're talking to someone in my head I practice that but the second I get near them I'm just like, right, you, like this, 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 this. They replied, I'm like, I don't want to hear that. What I want to hear for you is you're going to fix it. And that's just like the way I am with people. I think I had the same problem with family when I was younger. Yeah. Same, like you're supposed to talk to your parents in a certain way because they're your elders. Same with grandparents. I always talk to people in a certain way that wasn't considered like, I don't know. I guess what whatever the norm is or what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and I think to you, I've said things like, I'm going to go tell them. And then you're like, what are you going to say? And I'll tell you what I'm going to say. And you're just like, no, don't word it like that. Yeah. You're always telling me, like, don't word it like <laughs> that. Like, you've, you're always like, yeah, you've got a good point and you should say it. But don't say it the way <laughs> you've just said you're going to say it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's one of my main ones that makes you realize I'm different. I'll watch people do the same thing as me. Um, but they'll do it in a way that seems really calm and constructive and has a good outcome. And then that that makes me feel positive about the fact that I could do it. And then when I go do it, it turns into like a full on argument or we come away from it with nothing being resolved. And I'm confused as to whether or not I've made my point properly. So then sometimes when I don't think I made my point properly because I didn't get the reply out of the person that I wanted... I'll go back and start again. So like, yeah. say, say I've <laughs> yeah. had like an argument with someone, but they didn't say the things that in my head I imagined they were going to say. <laughs> yeah. I then just reopen it <laughs> to try and get that. I just think, well, that didn't work. I'll go again. Um, it happened a couple of times today. Like there was a couple of like things I raised and the person I was speaking to didn't say the thing I wanted them to say. And so I just began. I started again. Uh, and I think that's the thing with me is I, I repeat stuff because I'm trying to get a reply out of someone that I can't predict, but think I can. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about with that. And I've definitely seen you. I th- You've done it with me before where uh, you've probably been annoyed at me, maybe. Or, or I don't know. But you've definitely said something. We've had a conversation, then you've started it again. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think... <laughs> that's the thing you do I'm not sure I, I suppose that's probably directly linked to Asperger's I think with me I have the same problem but I guess on the flip side where I find that 
I'm often misunderstood in that when I am being more serious or annoyed, uh, actually people think that I'm joking. Um, so, like, people... <laughs> my eyes are watering, but there's nothing wrong. It's just my throat is making my eyes water if you think that I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I did wonder what was going on. <laughs> um, sorry. Um... Oh my God, they're actually streaming. Um, yeah, I, a lot of the time when I go to have a more annoyed at someone or trying to tell someone that I'm annoyed, uh, people think that I'm just, I, I don't know. The way it comes across from me, I think is, or like when we used to work together and we had like angry customers, if I was trying to talk back to them and deal with their complaint a lot of the time, uh, they would be rude to me and the way I came back like they almost thought I was like joking or happy at them complaining I think that's just maybe something to do with the way I come across that doesn't quite match like other people and when I am sometimes I think like for example with you if I'm being trying to say something more serious I know that with you I have to distinctly make it kind of serious so i sometimes I deliberately try and change my tone and make it sound harsh but then it sounds like I'm angrier than I am and I can always tell from the way you respond if I've said something too harsh and then I'm like oh no I'm, I didn't mean it like that I just for example where I called you or yeah I called you earlier and we were having a discussion about something with you at work and we were talking about it and I was saying, like, oh, I think it will be okay and we'll deal with it like this. And then you said, I don't know what to do. Then I thought, oh, well, I'll just tell you kind of, I'd, if I try and give you, like, some hard solutions, then you can pick one and that that's your way forward then. And I thought that would help. But I sort of, I said it and I don't, like, it didn't seem to work out. So I thought, right, no, I need to say this in a way that sounds more serious. So I think I just said, well, I've given you your options. And then you responded with, okay, like, it's fine. And then I realised that I'd come across as harsher than I meant because sometimes when I say things, I just, I mean, that wasn't, we weren't having an argument or anything, we were just having a discussion, so it's not the same situation, but yeah, I find, like, the opposite with me, like, you come across too harsh, but I think I can come across too not harsh. Sometimes. Yeah, I guess, I think it's because you're quite, um, you are quite calm and, like, happy most of the time. Yeah. So I think when you do want to express something as serious, you do do it and then yeah it does because it's such a weird like contrast to how you normally are <laughs> yeah, it just makes me think that you're getting irritated um most of the time but then like have you ever had that with anyone else do non-burgers do that to you as well or is it just me because i'm i'm terrible for misreading people or no uh, i think with uh like nt people i think just a lot of the time if i'm being serious they think i'm joking or um if i'm maybe not upset but if I'm just not quite like happy about something they'll still think I'm happy I find that a lot like uh, I seem to portray a happy mood even when I'm not necessarily feeling happy yeah 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 I would have um I would have said that before I properly knew you 
I'd say that you were someone that just seemed constantly in a good mood. Uh, you wouldn't know that you were annoyed by stuff. But yeah, I guess that... I mean, to be fair, like a lot of the time I am, I'm quite a happy person in life. Like I like, I like to be happy. So I, I do probably spend more of my time being happy and excited about things than the other way. It's just, I think if I am the other way, because I'm so used, maybe it's because of like my Asperger's, because I'm so used to being happy and that's my norm and that's my routine, even when I'm not, I struggle to not be in my routine of how I how I normally am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I'm just trying to think of like other ones that uh, that reminds me of something in particular is um, my. So your your like face, like your because you're always like smiling. Everyone always talking about how you smile. We were talking about it yesterday <laughs> when we were having coffee with uh, Emily that you are always like smiling and always like got like a smile on your face. Do you like actively always do that? <laughs> or is that a thing? Cause it reminds me of something that I do, but just before I go there, like, is it, do you know you're doing it? <laughs> so that's just normal. It's just my face. It's because I, I am for my, like most of the time, I know you've obviously seen me in uh, all sorts of moods, but for most of the time I am in a good mood. I'd say, I mean, you're around me more than, most people I would say generally um yeah 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 yeah. I would say yes um obviously like bar like serious like stuff but yeah, yeah. you would do but like what well, it reminds me of something one of the things that makes me stand out that is kind of one of those things that I've always noticed is my relaxed face is one that has no expression yeah um and I've noticed that one of the problems I have I didn't realize that and I don't know if it is a neurotypical thing because I've never really you can't really ask neurotypicals there's there's things about neurotypical people that I'm interested in knowing but I've never asked them and one of the things is when you're around neurotypical people especially like work wherever wherever you are if you're out in public and neurotypical people can see you you're supposed to have a an expression on your face most of the time yeah so like obviously if you're working in retail or any sort of like hospitality and that kind of thing you're supposed to always have like a happy smiley face and if you don't have one people pick up on it and say stuff and obviously i work in retail um and i don't know if that's how it's noticed more but it was the same at school college that kind of thing but my relaxed face is one that is it doesn't have anything i don't have like a face that has like a smile or like a grimace it's just it's just a face that looks for some reason people think I look like I'm in a mood all the time. Yeah. So um, because of that, like I get a lot of like just smile. People telling me to cheer up, or people telling me to smile, or people to you know, a lot of people that have met me have found me like intimidating, which I've mentioned before. A lot of people that first meet me don't like don't want to approach me. They don't want to talk to me. Um, they don't want to like not that I want them to. So there's a possibility that my relaxed face is one that says don't talk to me because it's me, but. Um, obviously, especially like at work, uh, I do have like, um, customers leave reviews and they do put things like sometimes like, oh, everything was a good experience except for the one that, you know, didn't smile. I think when I worked there, my favorite review of you was about you being the miserable guy in the corner with the red cardigan. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, which is, is, is a common thing for me. And I don't know if it's because neurotypical people the thing they do is they actively put an expression on their face when they're out in public i don't know what they do when they're on the home on their own 
But um, I know that they do it when they're out in public. So I, I would say that's something is I don't really show an expression. And some people talk to me like the way I talk as well. So like the way I talk on the podcast is a bit more animated than how I am normally. But one of the things that I do that a lot of people pick up on is they ask me like, how was my day? Or how are you doing? So they're like, oh, hello, Nikki. Like, how are you doing? And I just sort of go, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. And that's it. I just do that all the time. It's kind of like, um, have you ever, do you ever watch anything with Carl Pilkington in it? Yeah. Like him, you know, like he's just like, yeah, uh, like if you listen to anything the way he talks in it, that's how I am. Yeah. So some people just go, how are you doing? And I just tend to, I either say, yeah, I'm all right. Or yeah, same. Or sometimes I just go, mm-hmm. Like I just do this as a reply. And that is something that I've always done because I, I don't get why I'm being asked that. Um, like I do feel like they don't, People that ask, yeah, you, you all right? Yeah. They're not asking me, am I all right? In a sense of like, I'm concerned about you. Are you okay? Like if you ask me if I'm all right, then that makes me think, why do you think there's something wrong? But when neurotypical people ask me that I don't see you on a regular and they just go, are you all right? I know it's like a normal like greeting. It's kind of like saying hello. Yeah. Um, so I don't really pay any attention to it. Because when people say hello, you tend to just go, hi. Yeah. Um, which for me is just a one syllable noise. So I don't understand why going mm-hmm yep like that kind of thing to that is is also not acceptable that's not acceptable but the do you know what i mean just saying hi is yeah if that makes any sense but because of that there are some people that i meet or i see on a regular basis and because my response is usually like a noise or just two words and i don't have a follow-up of like i don't normally go yeah i'm good thank you like how are you like how's your day i, I don't do that because um i feel uncomfortable doing it and for some reason, I've always felt uncomfortable doing that kind of thing. It, for me, it feels really odd to do, and I don't feel, um, I don't feel right doing. There's certain things that people do that I can't do because it makes me feel weird. Uh, for example, you know, like if you stay at someone's house and you leave, and you're supposed to say thanks for having me, I couldn't, I can't do it. I don't know why. Yeah. But it's one of those things that I struggle to do. My mom used to like when I stay around people's houses, she'd always do the thing like as she's dropping me off, she's like, remember to say thanks for having you like when you leave. Um, and then it just added like this weird pressure. The second I got to my friend's house, I just thought tomorrow I'm going to have to say it. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to have to say it. And then like as we're leaving, I'd be like, oh, thanks for having me. And she's like, what was that? Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, that's great, yeah. And it's like, so, uh, uh, yeah, okay, thank you. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah blah, blah, blah. I'm like that because I don't want to do it. Or I won't do it. Um, and then, you know, like my mom would ask me, like, did you say thanks for having me? And that kind of thing. And I'd be like, um, there wasn't really an opportunity to do so, so I didn't. And it's the same for like talking to people when I meet them. I can't do the the thing. I can't do the I'm good. How was your day? You all right? That kind of thing. I, I don't know why, but I find it really hard to do. Um, I find it really uncomfortable to say certain like phrases or combinations of stuff. I just I can't do it. Um, and then because of that, my answers are really short and weird. But then that gives people the impression that I'm like. I don't know, like depressed or like don't want yeah. to talk to anyone or don't want to do anything. Like there's there's one person that I see on a regular basis that every time they say, are you all right? How are you doing, Nikki? And I just go, yeah. And they just go, usual then, yeah, usual, happy self. And I'm like, uh-huh. And like it annoys me because I just think like, what, I can't, I can't just do stuff. And then it makes me think, do people think I'm not happy? And then, you know, I hear people like not wanting to talk to me because of that thing. So that's something that I've noticed is my lack of, emotion and my lack of like um expression on my face and lack of like tone in my voice that seems to make me be a certain way around people but it's all because 
doing all that stuff is is difficult it's it's hard but for everybody else it just seems like effortless like they can just do it no problem yeah i i know what you mean i don't know i think every face is is different i don't know there's necessarily an an nt or a burger thing with um or any of the others i feel like i always say nt or burger like there's no other <laughs> non-neurotypical but yeah i don't think it's it's necessarily dependent on where you lie because uh some people you know there's like terms for resting faces yeah um, yeah i know i know so but i i do know what you mean with me uh my face naturally smiles i don't make an effort to do it it just just seems to always be in a smile i wish it wasn't i genuinely like i'm 22 and i have genuine wrinkles from where i smile like around and you can't see where i'm pointing obviously but like the two corners of my lips i have like little little wrinkles they're only tiny but so i try not to smile as much because i'm gonna end up so wrinkly <laughs> but yeah my face uh is naturally like it rests in a oh, i've got such an annoying face <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i i always find myself you know when you're accidentally looking at someone but you're not looking at them you're just zoned out because i'm always zoned out in my own little world and then i see people stare at me and i think why are they staring once i've come back to reality and i realize it's because i've been really beaming at them for a couple of minutes they're probably freaked out by how much i'm smiling at them i do that all the time um so i probably again like to you i probably have the other um i also always try and make an effort of sounding I, I'm not very good with small talk but for some reason I really try if someone's talking to me to like ask them a lot of questions about things that they do so people will say oh how was your weekend and I always because I want to deflect from myself I'll be like it was okay how was yours what did you do um but that's more because I don't want to talk about myself so I, I'd rather talk about other people um but yeah, my face is more naturally in a smiling position than anything else. I actually can't really frown. Whereas you can, you're really good at frowning. You do realise that when you frown, you don't... What you just did then was you just... You just did like a, an impression of like a trout. <laughs> your mouth moved, but the rest of your face did... Just do it again. <laughs> yeah, you just... I don't know what that is. Is that your friend? You look like you're going to cry. I know. Well, have you seen me cry? Because I cry like I laugh. Like I cry with a weird smile on my face. Yeah, sometimes you've you've cried and it's taken me a good like minute or two to realise that it's crying. <laughs> yeah, like I have a smile on my face regardless. And I also smile when I don't mean to. So sometimes I'm like annoyed or upset. Maybe not annoyed, but like if I'm upset, sometimes I smile when I don't want to but it just comes out and whenever I'm nervous I like beam I have the biggest smile because I'm really nervous so like it it just seems to be my face for everything which is actually more annoying than anything else but I'm just used to it now so I don't think I have that um as much I would say for me one of the bigger instances where I noticed that there's might be something different to me than NT people is um 
a lot of the time I feel like when I'm having conversations with people and people are talking to me I say things and I can sort of tell that what I've said isn't what they were expecting me to say and that seems to happen with me a lot that I say things and then people I can just tell that they're just thrown because what I've said isn't what they expected and it might not even be that it's wrong or like obviously you can't necessarily have a wrong answer but it might not necessarily be that what I've said is you you know the typical um the the stereotypical autistic things to say where it's a little bit off color or it's a bit rude and it might be a bit mean or unconsiderate you know like things where people stereotypically put like autism of the things we might say which is more just not sugar-coated but it's not even necessarily that it it might be that there's nothing rude about what I've said is just they just weren't expecting it for some reason because what I've said is so far from what they thought was gonna come whether it be a suggestion that I have or my opinion on something isn't what they thought I would think about it like, I find that that happens with me quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Because you're quite, like we said, you're quite smiley, you're quite happy. Uh, you always have, like, a upbeat tone of voice. And then sometimes you say some stuff, really dark stuff. <laughs> but, like, in a happy tone. And you'll be smiling as you're saying it. And it, I find a lot of people find it hard to to get what's happening. Um, and I think that's, that, I think that is definitely Asperger related because... Obviously, like with me, I will give good news, but in the same I don't care tone of voice, yeah. which people find it hard to deal with. So like sometimes I will say something good, but then I'll say it in a way that's not the way that I'm supposed to say it. Yeah. So then people just go, and you're not happy about this? Or you seem annoyed by that. Surely that's a good thing. And I'm like, you know, it is. And they're just like, oh, well, you don't seem like it's a good thing. I'm just like, oh, do I not? Uh, whereas I think for you, you've got the opposite problem. Same with the your, like, relaxed face and tone of voice and that kind of thing are all, like, ones that are more acceptable in public. So they make you seem like everything's good and they you seem as, like, upbeat and positive and that kind of thing, but you're not intentionally doing it. Uh, and it's the same with me as everything seems a bit more like the other way, even though I'm not intentionally meaning it to sound yeah. like that. Um, and, yeah, and I think that's the thing. is Sometimes you will say serious stuff, or um, you'll say stuff that's, do you know what I mean, meant to be a certain way or meant to be like, do you know what I mean, like it's supposed to get the message across of, of like something that's quite like serious or quite like in depth or doing personal, but you'll yeah. say it in a way that's so like jokey and that kind of way that for a lot of people they just think, wait, is she being serious or yeah, is this a joke? Because if it's a joke, I don't get why it's a joke. <laughs> Uh, because at no point are you... I mean, I imagine with you sometimes you have this thing where you'll say something like that and then they're almost waiting for you to make the joke part yeah. and then it doesn't come and it's like, <laughs> wait, so you were telling the truth. That's serious. And it's the same with me. Like, I say something good or positive or upbeat in that sense and then because I don't know the way I'm supposed to, like, give the information, um, people just think that I'm about to go, but the reason this is a bad thing is because of this, and I don't. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's like that. Like, oh, yeah, I went to wherever, and they've got this back in. Oh, okay, are you annoyed by that? No, just telling you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think it... 
we're quite used to each other now because sometimes you say things and I go, that's a good thing. And then you'll be like, yeah. So act like it's a good thing. (laughs) But I think with you, like I can usually tell that what you're saying is a good thing and you can usually tell with me how I mean it. Yeah, I just don't want to have to... You don't have to keep explaining to people... um, don't listen to how I'm saying it. Yeah. Listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like one of the weird things about talking to certain people with autism is, yeah, just pay attention to what they're saying and not how they're saying it. Because I'm not good at getting across certain things anyway in general. So like, it, it would be hard for me to give someone good news in a way that's like good yeah. for them. Like I would just give them... For me, I'm just giving them the news. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I always find that that's a bit odd because everybody else when they'll explain it or I watch other people explain the similar things that I've done, they will do it in a better way or say they've got to give bad news. They'll do it in a, um, you know, in a right, you know, they'll, they'll, their tone of voice will change and the way they say something will be different and they'll do it in a way that's like, I'm giving bad news now. So I'm going to explain it in a way that sets the tone. So yeah. they know. Whereas I will sell away all information the same way I tell people stuff good or bad however I will say it in the same way like I would tell them anything I would tell them like you know that it's what the time is it's the same way I'll tell someone about something good happening it's the same way I'll tell them about something bad happening it's the same way what time is it you know it's 8.19 yeah I think it's funny because we (laughs) we are actually like we both are quite burglary with these things, as in we both display things different to how N- a lot of NT people do in that regard. But we are kind of the opposite end of the the spectrum as well on them a lot of the time uh, with the way we are with with everything. Well, in 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 that sense, because I think I am often like overexcited about things and tell you like oh I'm so happy about this this is great it's the best thing ever and then on the flip side of that uh you are often sort of bringing me back down to reality because <laughs> I probably have my head in the clouds a bit too much <laughs> yeah like I'll be like I've had this idea doesn't it sound great let's just do it <laughs> and you'll be like oh Maybe we should take five minutes before we decide to go with this crazy idea that you've got really excited about. Uh, It probably is quite a good thing. But um, yeah, sorry, my voice is so bad. I'm getting distracted by my own voice. Um, But yeah, it's, it's interesting. What other things do you have where you are noticeably... Um... One of the things that I've noticed is, like, if we're in groups or something, how people can just, like, you know, when something changes, how people can just roll with it and just be accepting of that. Yeah. So, like, say I'm going somewhere with a bunch of people and then we get to the place we're going and it's closed or um, it's not what we thought it was or do you like that kind of thing? I get, like, really, like, worked up about it so yeah. like, even with like work if like we're supposed to be doing something and then something happens and it changes um i've noticed that like other people can just move on they can adapt um whereas i 
I find myself getting like weird about it. So like we'll go somewhere and it's shut. I'm then like ready to write off the day. Yeah. Everyone else is just like, oh, well, we can go somewhere else. I'm just like, where? Like I, I suddenly like I can't function. I can't think of stuff. I can't think where to go. And then no matter where we decide to go, we get there. And I can't decide whether it's better, if we should have done it. Maybe we should go back to where we came from. Um, and it's the same with like at work. Like I said, if everything, if something changes and everyone's just like, oh, well, you know, it is what it is. And, like people are just like that. They have this kind of like, that's just how things are. And I then start like taking it in a way that, I suppose is like it's somehow my fault or it's my problem because everybody else seems fine. Yeah. And I'm the one that's got the big issue with it. So then for some reason I don't think, oh, it's my Asperger's. What I think is um, everyone else is fine with it, but I'm not. But then does that mean the reason I'm not okay with it is because it's my responsibility. So for some reason I'm the reason that where we've gone is closed or I'm the reason that something's changed or that kind of thing because I'm the only one that seems to have a problem with it. It confuses me when... Everyone else is just fine with it. Um, it's like if I invited people around to my flat to watch a movie and then I realised that I can't find a movie. Yeah. And then people just go, oh, it's fine. We'll just we'll just watch something else. And they're genuinely fine with just watching someone yeah. else. But I don't believe them. I feel like they're lying um, because they don't want to tell me that they're disappointed because they don't want to say that because obviously it's a... One of the things I noticed that with with neurotypical people is that they don't like to say stuff like "I'm annoyed at you" for not finding the movie that you invited everybody around for. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that once they've left, they'll talk about it. But when I'm not there, yeah. So I have this like weird like build up in my head that that something's gone wrong, and so it's either my fault or I'm annoyed that there's a big change that's not my fault. But everyone else is okay with it, so I'm just annoyed. So I think like. I don't know, it's it's a hard one to explain, but it's something where I notice it more. I notice that I've got a problem with the the thing that's changed. Like going to watch a movie and then not having the movie and everyone being okay with whatever. They're just like, oh, we're just here to hang out. We don't care what film we watch. But in my head, we've got to watch the film. The film is the reason everybody's here. It's yeah. the reason I brought everybody around. I can't find it. So then I pick a different movie Um and I put it on and then other everybody's just talking through it. But the chances are they would have done it with the first movie because like they said, they're here to just hang out. But I think that the second film choice I've picked is a really bad choice, which is why they're talking through it. So then I start saying to everybody, we don't have to watch this one. Like if everybody was just talking because they want to watch this one, we can watch something else. I'll find something else. It's like, it's fine. Who cares? It doesn't really matter. We're having a good time talking. And I just think this is a lie. It's This isn't really happening. Then I'll swap the movie over again. I'm like, we'll watch this one instead. Then people carry on talking and socialising and that kind of thing. And I just think, oh, they don't like this one either. Oh, I need to change it again. Oh, why didn't I have the one we said we did? If I had one we said we did, this wouldn't be happening. This would all be going okay. But really, what's happened is they would have talked anyway, no matter what the movie, because they didn't come to watch a film. But this one change has made me freak out a little bit. Yeah. um... And so, like, I can't focus on anything else. And it's the same with, like, at work, say we're all supposed to be doing one thing and then because of something we can't and we all have to do something else. Everyone else is just going, ah, oh, fine, you know, whatever. We'll just get done what we've got to get done. Whereas I can't. I just think, like, well, what we're supposed to do? Like, I had plans. I had this to do. Um, and then somehow I start thinking, like, I can't move on. So then am I slowing everybody down now because I can't do this? And, like, maybe, maybe this is somehow related to me because everyone else seems okay with it. 
Um, so maybe they knew it was going to happen and I didn't. Maybe like people just they know something I don't know. Yeah. Um, or like they got like inside information about something that they didn't tell me about and that's why they're okay and I'm not okay. Uh, and then there's like a weird thing there where I'm fully aware of the fact that everyone else is just completely fine. Um, and I'm not. Um, and it makes me feel really odd for like the whole time it's happening. Yeah, I mean, that's something that I can relate to because I think I am similar, definitely similar in that regard i find it very odd when people are just okay with um a change i (laughs) i think that i mean for example we went out for dinner not that long ago um there was a, a couple of well it was you and me and uh your dad um and the menu was a menu that I was very familiar with and I always got the same dish off this menu from this place and it was my favorite dish I really liked it and they just didn't have it on their menu anymore because they've stopped doing it and I was so thrown and it was fine like I wasn't gonna make a big scene because you know there's no point it's fine but I had to tell myself in my head that it was fine, like, several times. And I was going through waves of, like, it doesn't matter. And then my head going, but it matters. That's your dish. You always get that dish. And, like, the reassuring I had to do to myself that it was okay that they didn't have this dish was, it was like, it just, it like, I just wanted to throw a tantrum at the restaurant. Why do they not do my favourite dish anymore? It was fine, like, I ordered something else, but, yeah, I definitely, it was quite, like, an internal battle for something that really isn't that big a deal, and now that I'm not there, and, you know, the the meal has passed now, I can look back at it and say, it wasn't that big a deal, it doesn't matter, but at the time, it really did feel like all or nothing. But, um, I was gonna say, because an interesting thing about the, what happened at that meal is, my dad had ordered a starter that they didn't have anymore. Yeah. He ordered it and they didn't have it. And then when the staff came back and said, we don't have this one in at the moment, we're out. He said to her, "Yeah, um, what's good then? And then she recommended something and he went, cool, I'll just have that. Yeah, didn't even look at it. Didn't even look at what it was on the menu. Just went, yeah, I'll take your... Take but like, that. this is what I'm saying. So like, for example, you couldn't have the thing you wanted on the menu and therefore you had to freak out. If it had just been me and you, because it's happened before when it's just been me and yeah. you, where something that you really wanted, because you look at all the menus of everywhere you go before you yeah. go and you pick your meals. When we've gone to stuff before and they haven't had it, um, you sometimes do this thing when it's just the two of us where you say you're not going to eat or you tell me you're not really hungry anyway. Um, or you just go, oh, no, I don't really want anything then. You normally do that when it's the two of us. Yeah. But I, I try and downplay it. Not like a, oh, I won't I, I won't eat anything then. More of a, oh, it's fine. I'm, I'm not that hungry anyway. It yeah. was more like that. It's not too like... But I know what you're doing. Yeah. So, like, I'll make you order something anyway. Yeah. Or I'll pick something for you so you haven't got to make a decision. Yeah. Um, But obviously when you're out with other people, you uh, don't like to show that like side of you yeah. so much. So like when you saw my dad just ask the uh, staff what what was good and have them order it, did you feel like a difference or like did you even notice at the time? Because I know you were like really thinking about the, the meal you had and then 
I know you kept changing between the things you wanted and you couldn't make your mind up. And then when the food actually turned up, I saw you like contemplate whether you were going to eat it or not. Um, but like, did you even pick up on the fact that my dad went through the same thing you went through and then no problem? Did you feel like a difference between the two of you? I mean, at the time, no, because I was really in my head about this food. I really couldn't focus on anything. So I was so like thrown off by it. But now that I look back at it and yeah, like with what now that you've made that comparison, if anything, it just makes me feel. Oh, it's silly. Like it makes me feel um annoyed at myself that that's my response I, I I think well if if someone else can have the same situation I have and just not care then it makes me feel like a bit of a a bit of a baby like for caring for lack of a better well no, I'm there are definitely better words but that's how it makes me feel like it makes me feel like I want to be really hard on myself like I want to tell myself that I'm terrible for being like that. Like, it makes me angry at myself. Yeah, but, I mean, this is the... This, I mean, this is kind of, like, the point, even though I've, I've, this has been a difficult one to explain for this episode. It's it's the thing of what's considered normal, not neurotypical, but normal everyday behaviour. So I'm not saying what it's considered the neurotypical behaviour, but what's considered normal to everyone that's involved. Yeah. Um, are the things that make us stand out, I suppose. Because even though Asperger's is considered a disability, um, I don't really consider it a disability. I just think it's the thing that's different about us that doesn't fit the template or the the thing that you're supposed to do when you're in public. And that's why it's kind of disability, because we're supposed to have like no control over it. And we can't help like the way we are around stuff. And it's things like this it happens to everybody else this kind of stuff and they react in a way that's considered the norm yeah they consider they behave in a way that everybody else would behave and like you see like 90 percent of the people you know behaving all in the same way in certain situations but then when it comes to you being in that situation the way you react is completely different um and because that stands out so much like it has you have to have the name of asperger's or autism um you have to be like do you know I mean considered different yeah uh, and then you have to be considered to have a disability because you do stuff so even though you're saying like you know the fact that you couldn't um get over the fact that they've changed the menu and this dish you really wanted wasn't there um and then you think you're a baby because everybody else can do it just fine yeah it's kind of like i feel i guess ashamed of myself or a bit embarrassed and that's is- how I, that's how i feel about it and that's what I'm saying, like my, my relaxed face and my tone of voice and the way I am is just how I am. Yeah. Um, but every time somebody makes a point of saying, cheer up, it might not happen, or yeah. oh, your usual happy self today, are you, Nikki? Like, I get annoyed with them initially. So my initial reaction is, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't help, yeah. like how they're already talking about me. But then in my head, I start thinking like, I don't know, why am I like this all the time? Why am I so moody? But then I start thinking, why does it matter? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm still, do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not like punching anyone. I'm not like chucking stuff at people. I'm not being anything that's that bad other than I'm not being the same thing that everybody's used to. I'm not responding in a way that is considered the way to respond. But then that's just me. That's just how I am. I don't, I've already explained, I mean, I've explained in this episode why I do what I do in my relaxed face and that kind of thing. It's just the way I am. I, I do it because of, yeah, I don't know how to, to be different in that sense. And 
if I tried to be, it would be hard because I already mask. I don't want to start doing that as well. Um, but then like, because you're then comparing yourself to neurotypical life, you start thinking like, oh, maybe I am this, maybe I am that. Maybe I'm a baby because I can't get the thing I wanted off the menu. But it's not that they changed the thing and that's what you really wanted. It's, it's like it's set it in your routine. Yeah. You planned it, especially with you, because you plan what you're going to eat like the day before sometimes yeah. or sometimes a few days before. So that's like been cemented in your head that when you get there, that's what you're going to have. So then you look at the menu and it's not there and you're just like, wait, what? What, what am I going to do yeah. now? Or like you, you haven't planned for that. And obviously for a lot of people, they can be spontaneous. They can just roll with it. They can just go, well, I'll have something else then. Um, but for you, you can't. But that doesn't mean like your reaction is to think like, oh, well, I'm a bit ridiculous. Like, why can't I behave normally? Why why does this have to be such a problem? But it's just the way you are. I'm sure there's, there's things that I've seen neurotypical people do uh, that I just think, why is that such a big deal? You know? Um, but then everybody else that they speak to go, oh, that must be awful. I'm just like, wait, why does everybody else think this is a big deal except me? Yeah. Um, and then it's like an opposite thing there where, I mean, that's that's another thing where I feel like I'm standing out is something will happen. Like somebody will break up with somebody and then be like, yeah. oh, I broke up with my boyfriend. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, OK. Uh, and then, do you know what I mean? They just like, they they just look at me like, what? Yeah. And then they'll tell someone else and then someone else will be like, oh, I'm so, that's so sad. Oh, what happened? Oh, are you okay? You all right? That kind of thing. And I just think, okay, whatever, that person's just doing what they're doing. Then they'll talk to somebody else and then it's the same response. Then the next person, same response. And I'm thinking, wait, I didn't ask any of this stuff. And that's why they behaved weirdly with me. And then I think, are they going to tell everyone that I don't care and Nikki doesn't care about anybody and Nikki's like selfish? I start having these like weird thoughts that they're going to start telling everyone that when they told me they broke up with their boyfriend, my response was, oh, okay. Yeah, I... Yeah, I know what you mean. I definitely get worried about what uh, the way... It's it's not really caring so much what people think, but I suppose it's more caring about if I seem different um, above all else. And I definitely think... Yeah, it's it's weirdly shameful, even though I don't really think it should be, but it does feel kind of shameful. Um, I was going to mention with you something that we've spoken about recently, and I don't... Eh, I think it is linked to this, like, this, this all of this conversation made me think of, of it a bit with you, that you aren't very confident in yourself right and I don't know if that well, maybe you don't want to talk about this no keep going okay well you're very unconfident in yourself and I don't know if that um, makes you feel different or it prevents you from sometimes behaving in a certain way because or maybe not so much behaving in a certain way, but prevents you from doing things that perhaps you would do and would make you feel better or or things to that effect. Um, I don't know. Well, I, I kind of know what you mean, but like example of what do you mean? Well, you uh, like it, it's only really come up recently with us but you you have like a quite a 
lack of confidence in yourself with you you don't often think you're doing a good job um with things and it could be uh whether that be at work or just things in your day-to-day life as well um such as uh, cooking or cleaning um making decisions that are the right decision um you you sort of lack lack that confidence and I don't know if because of that it leads you to almost try and overcompensate by masking all of your insecurities I I mean I think I think the I think one of the reasons there or it might come across as like uh, a lack of confidence is because I think when people do like a good job of something, so like they make something that's really good, yeah, or they clean something and it's really clean, or do you mean that they're good at their job or do that kind of thing? I think for me, um, I can't tell whether I've done a good job or not. Yeah, I can't tell whether I have um, made something good or cleaned something well or that kind of thing. I can't look at something genuinely after I've done it and gone, oh yeah, that's really good. I've I've done something really good here. Yeah. Um, I don't get like that vibe from stuff. So all I can base it on is um, like evidence. Yeah. Um, And most of the time I found that a lot of people, when they reply to stuff, if you do something wrong or if you do something bad, uh, especially like you're in school or at work or that kind of thing, people will most likely point it out. Yeah. So... um, I can do something that I think is a really good job, but it turns out it's really bad. But the reason it was really bad is because the person that explained it to me didn't explain it in a way that I understood. So I did it. I did it wrong. They tell me I did it wrong. And then that's my example of, okay, so I do this not well. Uh, And then, you know, that kind of thing. When you do something average, people tend to say nothing about it. No one goes, oh, that was mediocre. Great. Or no one goes, oh, yeah, that was really average. Well done. Well done on an average job there. Um, they don't tell you that. So you don't get any sort of like, because I don't get a feeling about yeah. it. And people don't comment on it. It's like a thing when people say that, isn't it like something like people are less likely to, like when you go to a restaurant and it's like a good meal, people will might write a review saying this is a good meal or I really enjoyed it. Or they might tell their friend, oh, go there, that's nice. But if you go somewhere awful, they will tell you. Yeah. They'll tell all their friends, oh, I went to wherever on Thursday, awful. Um, although they're more likely to leave a review if they've had bad service. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the problem with me is I don't get a feeling from anything I do of whether it was a good thing or whether it was a bad thing. Anything I ever wrote when I used to write, uh, I couldn't tell if it was good or bad. Yeah. Um, and because I don't take criticism all that well, Yeah. I didn't used to let people read a lot of the stuff I wrote, apart from my teachers. And like I say, the things they pointed out were stuff that I was just like, whatever, fine. Um and I think that's where it comes from, in a sense, of because I have no gut reaction or feeling to stuff that I do or things that other people do. I can only go off what other people say. And more people are likely to say something negative about something you've done than something positive. Yeah. Unless the positive thing is that you've done something really well. I found that, like, if you want a positive reaction to something, you have to do something, like, extraordinary, and then you get a positive reaction. Yeah. But you're less likely to have someone give you a positive reaction to something that you've done that's average. You know, no one's going to go, oh, good job, if it's not. But then because I've only ever had bad feedback from stuff, really, I know what I can and can't do based on that. If I've had bad feedback on something, I assume I'm bad at it um, because that's what I've got as a frame of reference. 
Um, and then if nobody says anything, I don't have a feeling. So all I have to do then is think, well, they're not telling me it's good. And I know that I wasn't good at something similar to this. So I have like that. That's my like one of my problems is, um, yeah, I, I would say it's like a no confidence thing. But really, it's because um, I, I don't get like a lot of like positive reinforcement with stuff. Uh, or haven't in the past and I've mentioned before like when I was at school um, and for any of you that are late diagnosed or you've been diagnosed now but you didn't get diagnosed when you were at school um, like you're probably like me you got into trouble a lot for things that were just burger behavior which had you been diagnosed you wouldn't have got into trouble for it because people would have known why you were doing what you were doing but when you're not diagnosed they think you're trouble or they think you're purposely being like disruptive or you know Doing, uh, I used to get accused of doing things wrong intentionally. They used to say, I've told you how to do this like three or four times and you've done the exact opposite. And they used to feel like I knew what I was going to supposed to do, um, but I was purposely being disobedient for some reason they didn't understand. But really what I thought was I've done my best. I've done everything they said they do. And then they just like lost their mind at me. And I was just like, whoa, like what happened there? Yeah. I did everything they asked me to, but they've just screamed at me. Yeah. So I didn't understand. So I had a lot of like negative reinforcement in that way. And then when you grow up, because of the black and white thinking, there's no gray area. I'm a nightmare for setting stuff in stone. Once I've made a decision on that's how things work, trying to get me to change my mind is horrible you've yeah. tried to try and get me to think differently yeah i won't um <laughs> i'm convinced that the way i'm thinking is the right way of thinking and yeah because of that i have quite a lot of negative um reinforcement to stuff yeah and that's where i guess we would be considered i suppose if i was nt as a lack of confidence in a way yeah and i think that's something that kind of uh well in one way it makes you uh potentially act in a way that's different because you because you have this way of thinking that's set in stone it's it's very difficult near impossible for you to change your opinion on it it's like sometimes I say why don't you do this and you'll say no because if I do that this happens and I go maybe it won't happen this time though and you're you're kind of like eh, it will um so I think that in can be different but also I think it's interesting because I think that's behavior from when you were younger things you did that made you different yeah that you then got in trouble for because you were different and this is almost like a direct outcome of that because of those things and the way you, the behaviours were responded to, you now almost have this set-in-stone way of thinking regarding certain things. Yeah, I'm, I am quite rigid. Um, I would yeah. say that like uh, people in the past have told me about something or told me something's going to change or told me they want to do something and I just outright say to them, I can't do that. Well, that's not going to work or this is stupid yeah. or I have that, that response to stuff and then they just go no you should try it and I'm just like I don't need to try it I know how this is going to go uh, and then it's like well give it a go and I'm just like no I won't give it a go and I, I kind of have that and that's I'm always seen as like stubborn or um, standoffish and yeah it does happen if I have any sort of reviews or people tell me or like school reports or anything like that generally like it always comes up like stab standoffish or stubborn or, you know, refuses to think a certain way yeah. or like that kind of thing. I'm quite seen as like 
um, tunnel vision on certain things. Um, but that's like I say, it's it's a lack of it's a lack of reference, I suppose, because I only have one example and because I don't have a reaction or a gut feeling and I'm not able to see or make a prediction on things that haven't happened yet which is a common Asperger trait is not being able to see what would happen if I did something so when you say you should do this if I can't picture what will happen from doing it which I can't picture anything I just think no I can't do that yeah because in my head it's saying well we don't know how like my brain sort of saying we don't know how that's going to turn out so that means you shouldn't do it and then I just think I can't do this because I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. If I don't know what's going to happen, it's more like stop me from doing it. And then there's stuff that I have done that didn't end well, which also then comes in and like is sort of like don't do this because remember what happened last time. So yeah, I guess I have that. But for everybody else, everyone else seems more like open minded or willing to try things, um, and that's the thing that makes us different. I have seen stuff happen in previous jobs where a new procedures come in. Or a new way of doing stuff has come in and everybody that I've worked with has gone, oh, yeah, that should be a good idea or that'll really work. Or, yeah, I'm, I think this will be fine. And, yeah, if we be positive, like, this could be well. And then they get to me and I'm just like, this is stupid. Why are we doing this? Like, what was wrong with the old way? I don't really see the point of this. And this is just a futile exercise and people are just changing stuff for the sake of changing it. And then people are just like, well, that's kind of negative. Like, it's not going to work if you have that frame of mind. And I feel like I haven't got a frame of mind for me, it's just, no, that is what's going to happen. It's not a frame of mind. Like, I'm not a glass half empty kind of guy. I'm just, uh, which is what I've said. I'm not like glass half full, glass half empty. I'm more sort of, there's water in a glass. So yeah. like, that's how I am. I, know, it is, I just think it's quite interesting because it's, um, it's definitely a mindset that with you is quite built in, I would say, because there's a lot of times where you uh, do things and I make a comment on what you've done being good um just because because I know how how you feel um with with things like that I do and also because you've done a good job but I like to like tell you you've done a good job because I want you to know um not because you haven't like in any way I'm not taken away from it but like I I I don't know like say say you've like made a meal I've try and make an effort to be like thank you and if it was good tell you like how good it was but I find that a lot of time even if I comment and say like you've done a really good job on this no matter what it be like if I say oh, well done on that or like I'm surprised I'm impressed or whatever you a lot of the time kind of brush it off um, and it's almost like don't really acknowledge it and then say you cook something and I say oh that was really good you did a really good job on that say you'd already cooked it before at some other point and it had gone badly even though you've cooked it again and it's really good and I've told you it's really good you'll kind of brush that off and then next time if we bring up cooking that particular thing you'll say I'm not very good at that that's like I don't think that's ever happened but that's an example of like other things where that's the case and you'll be like oh I'm not good at that even though you've done it again and it's gone well I think you you do focus on the thing the time it didn't yeah I mean I know a lot of people on the spectrum in general though uh that I've read is a common trait is people on the spectrum aren't good at taking compliments in general yeah uh, we find it awkward because it requires a certain reaction from us and uh we can't do it or yeah. we don't know what it is it just makes us feel weird i'm like that if someone says something nice or something good uh, i feel a bit odd and uncomfortable and would rather they didn't yeah um 
And yeah, that's that's just a standard. I've I've read quite a few times people saying that they they can't take compliments and it makes them feel weird. But it's the same for me, like saying saying to someone as I'm leaving, thanks for having me. Um, I don't like when people pay me a compliment because I know I'm supposed to say something, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. And you know, I I worry that you'll say the wrong thing. Um, you know, you say something and it makes you sound too cocky. You say something else and it makes them think that you've got like low self-esteem. So it's just a weird minefield that I'd rather not get into and they kind of spring on you. You know, yeah. like, oh, nice, like, nice shirt. And I'm just like, yeah, I tend to go, yeah, that, yeah it's a shirt, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, uh, I think, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, that's it for this week. I won't make you talk anymore. Uh, it seems like your voice got a little bit better towards the end. Yeah, though. I think it did get better towards the end. Um, but I can't do, like, a retroactive thing on this where I go to the start of the recording and just say, look, I know Scarlett's a bit squeaky at the start, but stick with it. it yeah, it warmed up. <laughs> it warmed up like halfway through. But like, you won't know that that it warmed up until you're at this bit me saying it did warm up, but you've already figured that out if you're listening to this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks again for everyone that's listening. Sorry again for the lateness of this post. It won't go up till like nine o'clock tonight. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, instead of 12. But like I say, we were going to, we normally record it over the weekend. So I normally, we normally record it on a Saturday and I post it on a Monday. But on Saturday, Scarlett sounded like she smoked 40 cigarettes a day yeah. and then yesterday it was really like hit and miss sometimes you couldn't talk at all yeah and then sometimes you could and then today it's it's the best it's the best it's going to get yeah. if i leave it tomorrow it'll be too late to post it yeah uh so yeah, hopefully you've uh it's been all right i'm sure it's been fine i don't think anybody's bothered too much yeah um you haven't been that bad you were well squeaky earlier i actually thought i can't we can't do the podcast today because on the phone it was proper squeaky. It was bizarre. I know. What was when I first came out of work? When you called me. Yeah. Like I had you on a headset and I had to like turn the volume down. <laughs> <laughs> it was like too squeaky in my ear. I'm sorry. Yeah, that I because I like where I work. I talk on the phones a lot. I especially this afternoon. I was on the phone all afternoon and my voice was just getting like drier and drier. It was horrible. Yeah, I was hearing it in the headphones and just thinking, this is what you sound like on the podcast. No one will listen to it Are until you. Yeah. Well, but then, but then, yeah, you've been fine. You've been like fine. the amount of customers today that just went, "What is up with your voice?" And I was like, oh, "I'm sorry, I can't talk." <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thanks everyone Thank for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, there's loads of people joining our Facebook group again, which is good. Um, we've been trying to reply to emails because we've been bad at that, but we're back on it. Thank you for everyone that has suggested episode ideas as well, because we've had a couple. And we really appreciate that because we have episode ideas, but there's always this thing of like, is that going to be good? Is that something people want to listen to? So receiving ideas from people is actually really helpful because even if only like that particular person wants to hear that episode you know we could do like a tailor-made episode for one person i'd rather know that one person definitely wants to hear it than potentially no one does yeah than our normal like uh (laughs) incoherent ramblings yeah so if you uh yeah if you have any suggestions please uh facebook message us or like message us on any of our platforms but yeah, uh, but yeah our, uh, we're on everything so it's them aspergers on facebook them aspergers on instagram and the same thing on twitter uh if you are someone that doesn't do social media there are a few of you out there uh and i totally get why you don't uh it's yeah. uh, them aspergers at gmail.com if you want to email us directly it takes a bit longer than the other ones um 
because uh, usually when you send an email, when you write an email, it's usually longer and I like to go over it and proper read it. I don't want to do like a quick, oh, cheers, like two word reply after you've written like a lot of stuff in detail that you want to talk about. So yeah, if you've written something and hadn't replied in a while, it, I will I will reply. It just, I like I say, it takes me a while. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, thanks again, everyone, for listening. If I said that already, but yeah, unless, uh, that's it. That's it. It's all done. Thank you, everybody. Bye.